0: The power of praise. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you a story that shows you know, sometimes we have all these tools and sometimes we know, but then when trouble hits, do we draw for the tools in our toolkit? Do we go back to the things that we learned? I'm going to show you in this story, it's found in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, and I'm going to read from the New Living Translation simply because when it's a story, it's easy to follow in a more modern translation. There are other examples in the Bible where praise is used as a powerful weapon. This is the one I chose today. We're going to go through it together. And I want you to, you know, if you have your notes, to take notes. God gives us revelation or, or he gives us nuggets as we read his word and as we press in. And I'm hoping that through this story... And with what I have to share with you today, you will get nuggets to actually charge you up and get you through this entire week. So 2 Chronicles chapter 20, and this is King Jehoshaphat is the king of Judah. So it's starting in verse one, it says, after this, the armies of the Moabites, Ammonites, and some of the Munites. Declared war on Jehoshaphat. Messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, A vast army from Edom is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea. They are already at Hazazon Tamar. This is another name for Engedi. So they're setting the stage for us. Messengers have come, and that is not good news. War is on the way, and they are not very far away. They're going to invade the land very soon and wipe out the country. That is not good news for our king to hear. Verse 3 says, Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news and begged God for guidance. That's the first nugget. The Moabite armies, the Ammonite armies, those may be in your life. Those may be the bills that are coming up. Those may be the loss of a job. That might be a health report. That might be a wayward child. Those are the enemies coming in your life. But the first thing Jehoshaphat did when he heard this Terrible news. He begged the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. So he's seeking the Lord. They're humbling themselves in fasting. So the people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. Remember, the Lord said that if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, to fast and to pray, so you humble yourself and pray and to seek my face so jehoshaphat understands this principle and he's getting all the people hey here we have this bad news here we have this health report here we have these bills that they're coming more than the paycheck here we have this problem this situation it's coming at us but what we are to do number one seek god for guidance number two humble ourselves and so all the people from the towns of Judah, came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord for help. Jehoshaphat stood before the community of Judah and Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard of the temple of the Lord. He prayed, O Lord, God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are the ruler of the kingdoms of the earth. You are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. Hallelujah. Praise God. O our God did you not drive those who lived in this land when your people Israel arrived? And did you not give this land over to descendants of your friend Abraham? Look at what Jehoshaphat is doing here. He is praising God for who he is and he is reminding God of the things that he has done. So one of the nuggets of praise is thanking God for who he is and thanking him for the things that he has done. So he's Jehoshaphat is showing you the outline of praise in his, his expression to God. He continues to say, your people settled here and build this temple to honor your name. They said, whenever we are faced with any calamity, such as war, plague, or famine, we can come to stand in your presence before this temple where your name is honored. We can cry out to you to save us. And you will hear us and rescue us. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Hey friend, it's so good to have you here. Go ahead and like the video, share it with your friends, and comment. Thanks. It goes on to say, and now see what the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir are doing. You would not let our ancestors invade those nations when Israel left Egypt. So they went around them and did not destroy them. So they're reminding God, say, hey, when we even came here, now we bypassed these countries to come here. And here they are now coming to get us, right? Now see how they reward us. Now remember, God is a just God. And God doesn't like when we repay evil for good. So if somebody does something good for you and you turn around and do them evil, God doesn't like that kind of thing. And they know. So they're reminding God, say, hey, look, we bypassed these countries. We didn't destroy them on the way here to the promised land. And look at how they're rewarding us. They are pleading their cause to God. They're letting God know that, hey, you gave us this land. You are going to save us. And on top of that, they're coming against us unjustly. We did not invade them. And here they are coming for us. Now see how they reward us, for they have come to throw us out of your land. You know, the Jehoshaphat didn't say they come to throw us out of our own land. No, this is the land that God gave them. So Jehoshaphat is saying, look, they are coming to throw us out of your land, (laughs) which you gave us as an inheritance. As a child of God, we have inheritance. Won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army who is about to attack us. We do not Jesus. know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. Before I read any further, let me Jesus. pause right there. Let me pause right here. Look how Jehoshaphat is expressing praise to God. He is telling God who he is. He is expressing thanks for what God has done for them in the past. I'm giving you these nuggets so you can start writing down when you're facing those enemies of your life for this week. Praise God for who he is. Thank him for what he has done and then continue to plead your cause. You are a child of God, which means you have an inheritance from God and we have all spiritual <laughs> blessings from him. These are the things that we have by right as children of God. And then it goes on to say that he's humbling himself he's not counting his armies he's not going to neighboring cities to say hey come join up with us and help us to fight he's going directly to almighty God and letting God know I cannot do this without you how many of us today right now in our circumstances in our situation will humble ourselves and say God I cannot do this without you without you Lord God I will fail Jesus said that he is the true vine. We need to abide in him because without him, we can do nothing. Jehoshaphat understands this principle and is crying out to God and letting God know that, hey, we built this temple here to honor you. And when we cry out to you, you will hear us. And we also want you to know that without you, we don't stand a chance. We are nothing without you, almighty God. How many of us in our closets, in our prayer time, How many of us are crying out to God with such desperation, with such humility, to know that truthfully, without God, we can do nothing. And everything that we do and every victory that we have is through almighty God. Look now, this one story is filled so many nuggets. I hope you're taking notes. I really hope you're taking notes. But here it goes. He goes on to say, we do not know what to do. We are looking to you for help. Verse 13, as all the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, wives, and children, the spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there. His name is Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, son of Benaiah, son of Jeliel, son of Mataniah, a Levite, who is a descendant of Asaph. All right, now. So the Holy Spirit falls upon Jehaziel, who is letting us know that he's from the lineage of the Levites. And from history of the the, the sons or the tribes of of Israel, the Levites were the priests. So this man that the Holy Spirit fell on, we know is a lineage of the priest. He's from the priestly lineage. And that's who the Holy Spirit falls on. So he tells the people. Verse 15, he said, listen. All you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen, King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the almighty God. I am here to tell you. I am here to tell you. People, listen. Listen, children of God. Listen. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged by your bills. Do not be discouraged by that health report. Do not be discouraged by the loss of that job. Do not be discouraged about how your children are going to go to school this week. Do not be discouraged by your enemy who has been spreading lies about you and they're coming after you. Do not be discouraged by that subpoena from the court. Do not be discouraged Do not be discouraged, children of God. Thank you, Lord. Do not be discouraged by this mighty army. Do not be discouraged by your problems and your circumstances. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Now, when you find yourself in the situation where sometimes we put ourselves in the situation that we have the problem, sometimes we do it enough. Sometimes it's not somebody out there, but In Psalm 139, David says, if I make my bed in hell, you are there. So even if it's a mistake you made and you land yourself in this situation, God can still help you out. What you need to do, you need to humble yourself. You need to call on his name. You need to seek his face. You need to praise him for who he is. He is our deliverer. He's our provider. He is our healer. He's our sustainer. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He will get us out of that situation. He will find the way. If it's a situation where it's a health or it's a crisis and we, we, we lo- death is looming, Jesus is life, the battle is not ours. When you're a child of God, when you're a child of God and things come up against you, the enemy of your soul comes up against you, he is coming up against God. And here we are reminded to not be discouraged because the battle is not yours but God's and if it's God's battle let him fight it verse 16 tomorrow march out against them you will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jeruel but you will not even need to fight hallelujah you won't even need to fight Take your positions, then stand and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. Where else does it tell you to stand? In Ephesians 6, when they talk about the whole armor of God and when after they talk about every piece of armor, the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the shoes shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, the shield of faith. And after you've had, having done all to stand. So all your role is put on the whole armor and stand. And this is the very same thing that we're told in this scripture. He's telling the people, take your positions, then stand still. How many of us, when we bring a situation to God, we get, God, this is what is bothering me. This is what is keeping me up at night. God, take it. Do we then stand? Are we still running around with the problem trying to fix it ourselves? We are to stand still and watch the Lord's victory. Verse 18. Then King Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground and all of the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same worshiping the Lord. Here's another key that King Jehoshaphat gives us. There is a posture that comes with praise. There is a posture that comes with worship. There is a posture when you give it to God and you let it go. He bowed down his face low to the ground and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem, they did the same and they worship God. Then the Levites from the clans of Kohath and Korah stood to praise the Lord. So while they were bowing down, the Levites stood to praise the Lord and the God of Israel with a very loud shout. So they're not praising God in silence. It's not a secret. They're praising God out loud. Verse 20, early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets and you will succeed. After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him in his holy splendor. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever." How many of us are going into war, spiritual warfare, and we're not going ahead first in praise? This is the format, how to be successful. The format is that you go out in praise. You praise first. Now, yes, they did pray. They did seek God. But no, this is the day of the fight. This is the day. And what did they do on the day? You're going to fight and you send the praise team out first. You send the singers out first. You send the guitarists and the pianists out first. What kind of fight is that? The tambourine man is going out first. This is an army and they're sending out the singers first. Because what we need to remember is that though we see flesh and blood, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. But here, the story gets sweeter. Let's keep it moving. In verse 22, at the very moment, they began to sing and give praise. The Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting amongst themselves. No, we're going to take a pause right there. Just by singing, the armies of the enemy start fighting them one another. (laughs) Start fighting themselves. Glory to God. Just by singing. The armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies in Mount Seir and killed every one of them. After they had destroyed the army of Seir, they began attacking each other. They're on the same team. The Moabites are now fighting the Moabites. What is going on in this camp just from praise? You see how powerful praise can be? So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. No glory to Almighty God. Just by praising, by the time the praise team reached, where they're going to scope out and see what is going on, nobody's left to fight. Look at God. King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather the plunder. So look, this is brought on, because one, they didn't have to fight because the enemies fought each other. But two, there is plunder. There are spoils. There is gold and gems for them to know. Get rich. You see what happened when you praise your God? This is the God we serve, you know. This is the same. Remember the Bible said he's the same. Yesterday, today, and forever, you know? So if God is showing up for King Jehoshaphat, when he heard the terrible news, the first thing he did was sought God for guidance. That honors God, you know. God let him, that that said to God, you know what? This guy trusts me. This guy trusts me. When he heard the bad news, he didn't go to anybody else. He came to me first. He trusts me. He knows that I will deliver him. He knows that he belongs to me. Children of God, are you going to God first? When trouble hits you, are you going to the one who you belong to? Are you going to him first? Are you honoring him with casting your cares upon him because he cares for you? Are you honoring him with not being anxious for anything, but with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God? Are you going to God first? Once you've gone to God for direction, praise your way through the rest. Look at this. They found vast amounts of equipment, clothing, and other valuables, more than they could carry. You know how long it took them to take out all these clothes and equipment and valuables? It said there was so much plunder that it took them three days just to collect it all. I wonder if you understand just how much things that is. This is an army. This is not 20 people. This is hundreds of people from the army of Judah and Jerusalem. And it took this army three days to collect. Because remember, it's three different Armies coming up against them and they brought stuff. But look at God. On the fourth day, they gathered in the Valley of Blessing. In the King James Version, the word is Baraka. They joined in the Valley of Baraka. So I am declaring to you today, may you gather in the Valley of Baraka. May you gather in the Valley of Blessing this week. Which got its name that day because the people praised and thanked the Lord there. It is still called the Valley of Blessing today. Uh I'm here to encourage you this week. That no matter what you are facing. Go to God first. Look to God first. Uh Cry to God first. Seek his guidance first. And I want you to know that as a child of God you have that privilege to go boldly to the throne of grace and receive mercy and grace to help. This is a God who wants to help you. So whatever it is that has you bound today, whatever it is that has you fearful today, whatever it is today, 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 it's fresh on your mind. Give it to God. Trust him with it. He wants you to come to him first. He wants you to praise him Through it. There is a New Testament story, and I'm not going to pull it up and read it because I believe this Old Testament story was powerful enough to show you the formatting of how this thing played out. King Jehoshaphat led the people of Israel. He understood the principles of God, he went to God first. He called the people to fast and pray. He was a godly king, he was a good king. That should be our stance when trouble come for us it might be a little trouble it might be a big trouble whatever size trouble it is it cannot come be it cannot be compared to the power of god the new testament example is when paul and silas were in prison and they were bound and what they did that night they praised and they praised and they sang and they praised and just from praising there was an earthquake and the doors flung open all, not just their doors, the doors flung open of all the jail, the whole jail everywhere. Everybody was set free. Who in your family need you to be praising to set them free? Who at your workplace need you to be praising to prevent a layoff of all the company? Who in your community need your praise to set them free from what they are going through? Praise is not just for you. It is a powerful tool. Yes, it is so powerful that it affects other people. And I'm encouraging you today to pull out that tool out of your toolkit. Pull it out and use it. Use it to the honor and glory of God. When you let God know, God, I have this concern. I have this problem and I'm coming to you with it first. Here it is, Lord. And then you just thank him and praise him and thank him and praise him. The rest is up to him. The battle is now his and it is out of your hands. I know it's hard for me to, to even say this because there are times when I'm giving stuff God and, you know, I don't know, when I'm playing with my my dog and you throw the ball and he brings you the ball and you try to take it from him, he's pulling it back, pulling it back, pulling it back. How many times we're going to give something to God and we're trying to pull it back. Here it is, Lord. We're pulling it back. We're pulling it back. How many times do we do that with God? give it to him, let it go, trust him that he has this, because he has this, I'm going to share that, you know, the Holy Spirit, drop it in me to share with you, so I'm going to share this with you, my 10-year-old son shared a dream that he had very recently, this was like Thursday night, he had this dream, he said that he, in this dream, he saw this creature, it was it was the size of a dog, but it looked like a lion, but it wasn't a big lion. It was, it was like an alien slash lion slash dog. So we know it's some creature and it was chasing him and he was afraid and he's running away from this creature chasing him. He sees Jesus. He runs to Jesus. This is what he tells me said, and I gave Jesus a gun. <laughs> he's 10. I gave Jesus a gun, but Jesus didn't use the gun. And the animal turned and submitted to Jesus. I'm like, did Jesus talk to you? What, what did he say? He said he didn't say anything, but the creature submitted. Now, this is a dream of a little boy, but it speaks volumes. The lion roams around like a roaring lion. He prowls looking for who he may devour, but the name of the Lord is as strong toward a strong tower. The righteous running and are safe. So he sees Jesus, runs to safety. And the evil has to submit. This is not a, oh, it's a Jesus and turn around and run away. It submitted. That speaks volume to me. When we praise, when we praise through, the same thing is happening. The enemy has to submit. Here in the story of King Jehoshaphat, them fight each other, kill off each other. And it said, not one enemy escaped. Not one. Not one escaped. Look at God. So in your situation today, where can you hand this over to God? Where can you run to him? Where can you see him as your strong tower? Run to God, give him your problems and just rest safe. It says that you are to stand, having done all to stand. And that's all you're required to do at that moment is to stand. So children of God, stand. Praise your heart out and stand. Thank you.